Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Jared Waitley. Here's a snapshot of Tuesday, February 28th. Nathan Buckley explored the relationship between the senior coach and individual players over the course of an AFL season. How much of a tussle is it to stay connected with everybody that you want to and need to? I think it is a, the primary role of the senior coach because in the end, once you've set your plans on how you want to go about it uh, for a season, well, then a lot of that work is picked up by the line coaches and the senior leaders in the playing group as much as the guiding sort of hand of a senior coach. When you, the reason that there's a, the senior coach's role is delineated from a list manager's role is because the senior coach need to, needs to worry about this week and putting this squad together to um, improve its um, capacity to win now and, you know, and, and in the medium term. The list manager there is looking at medium to long term and he's, he's got to lift his eyes and project beyond the, you know, the minutiae of the day and the senior coach is allowed then to just go and focus on the group that he has in front of him right now. Um, and that delineation is required so that a club can have competing interests between now and later. Like you've, you've, got, to, you've got to be able to collaborate in, that, in those aspects. But oh, a senior coach absolutely needs to maintain connection with every element of the football program and largely on a connection basis, primarily uh, before you can even look at getting the best out of your people. And Buckley had a firm view on the concussion class action being prepared against the AFL. I know that sort of piqued your interest, Bucks. Yeah, look, I um, to try and absolve an individual from their choice to play a sport or to or any choice that they make, um, I, I, that doesn't wash with me. And I, I understand that looking after your constituents, including your playing group, in particular your playing group, who are putting the show on. Looking after them is crucial. And, I, and the TPP has continued to rise against the trend of soft cap um, reductions and, and staff um, expenses. And, uh, I, and I think that every, if you ask every player, like if you, you knew there's nothing, there's nothing on the other side, you put your body on the line, you, this is your remuneration, Will you sign a waiver to go and play your sport now? I think you you, you would get a one hundred well ninety nine percent uptake in that. So now we've got we're trying to back announce that apparently the game or the AFL in particular are responsible for these situations. Now I know that there's going to be a, a small percentage of players and their families that are going to hate hearing what I'm saying because I have empathy for that because there's there's repercussions that. You apparently are not even aware of when you when you take the field, but you don't think that you're going to break a jaw, or you don't think you're going to break a leg, or you don't think that you're going to end up with a dicky knee for the rest of your life, and you're not going to be able to bend over and pick up your kids. But that is what happens at times, um, and concussion becomes a part of that. I don't know where the AFL are responsible for it. I don't know where you know being a junior, you know, or the the the, the knocks that you g- gather as a along your junior career where that 
starts and ends, it's it's a it's a difficult situation to assess. Adam Gilchrist assessed the risk of four nil as Australia enters the second half of the tour of India. It always feels to me like the longer an Indian tour goes, the more difficult it becomes, and Australia is in a invidious position at two nil. How how real is the risk of this spiralling to? to 4 nil now that, that things have set against them? Yeah, things can slip out of control pretty quickly. There's no doubt about that. And uh, that, that's their, their challenge, isn't it? To, to salvage something, to obviously they'll aspire to be two all at the end of it and say you come away with a, a credible draw, particularly after the position that they're in at the moment. So that, that'd be a, that would be a major victory and major step forward for for guys that will have uh, a lot of time in their career spent in that, that part of the world and, and challenges ahead down in years' time to try and come back and uh, achieve it, um, that, that sort of long-lost victory in India. So, uh, and, and probably as much for the support staff, Andrew McDonald, I, uh, I'm sure this has been a, a real learning curve for him um, as, a, as a coach and as a leader. So he needs to... Um, he needs to see what he can can learn from it, and 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 of course he'd be doing that. He's, he's a smart guy, he's a, a guy that's got uh, a lot of faith from the team, and uh, they've got to just see what they can pick out of it. But it, it's not going to get any easier. I think India will um, continue to enjoy these conditions, and um, and the, and the spin friendly tracks are, are going to play to their favour again. Sam Edmund had the latest on the police investigation into Brownlow betting. It's hard to believe, but it's been more than five months since the Brownlow, which means it's been more than three months, in fact, closer to four, since former AFL field umpire Michael Pell was arrested, arrested at his home on November 14 in the wake of that suspicious Brownlow betting activity, Jared. So he was arrested by detectives from the Victoria Police Sporting Integrity Intelligence Unit for allegedly sharing information on which players would receive votes in specific matches last year, including, of course, games that he was involved in as an official. He was interviewed for more than five hours, Michael Pell, um, the suspicion being that he engaged in conduct that corrupts or would corrupt a betting outcome. Others were quizzed as well under the um, allegation that they use corrupt uh, conduct information for betting purposes. So here we are 15 weeks on and no charges have been laid. It's understood that detectives were convinced upon seizing Pell's phone and relevant communication devices that there would be a smoking gun of sorts found in group messages or notes or voice messages, but that has not been the case. So what started off being a corruption case, one that was said that, you know, Michael Pell influenced votes with umpires straight after games was quickly dismissed as fantasy. So now detectives and police are zeroing in on the sharing of information because the umpires subsequently interviewed by police have denied that Pell was guilty of any improper conduct on game day. So now in something of a test case, the accusation isn't that Pell influenced or fixed the outcome of a sporting event, but rather passed on, as I say, information he had allegedly insider knowledge of. So it's also known that the bets, though, by the individuals, the other individuals at the centre of this investigation are accompanied by other bets by those same individuals that saw no return. So, so, so hang on, so losing bets. Losing bets. So in the collection of bets that were laid, we think there are winning bets Correct. and there are losing bets. Not like there's been six home runs and they've run off into the night with a sack of cash. So this was the question the morning after that, that remains unresolved is what represents loose lips yep. and what represents a coordinated sting? 
and the difference between the two will be the nuance of the case. And if that's right, if there is no smoking gun, which we don't believe there is, then how is this going to be proven, I suppose, as fact over time? And how is it going to hold up in a court of law? So the AFL was said to be caught off guard initially, surprised by Pell's arrest. Now sources are claiming, Jared, that there are some at AFL House growing somewhat concerned over the case and its direction. Obviously, Pell resigned from the AFL umpire ranks late last year, given his position was simply untenable. So this is one that's dragged on for a long time, a lot longer than many people thought at the time of its um, of, a, of Michael Pell's arrest. And um, now only a select few know exactly what's happening. Andrew Voss, two days out from the NRL season amid much off-field acrimony. One of the sticking points, and just so our listeners understand, we have a system, and I can only put it in a hypothetical example. If a player is a free agent for 2025, okay, for 2025, you can negotiate with that player as of November 1, 2023. You could sign that player on the 1st of November this year. The league is looking to take that back to a transfer deadline day of June 30. 2024, so eight months down the track before you'll be able to sign players so they don't have this situation where you're signing players, you know, more than a year in advance. Now, to most, that seems good business. As I understand it, the players and and their representatives are saying, oh, no, 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 no. If a player changes clubs, they need time to move house, to find schools and all of that, that's why we have November 1. That's why we give them, you know, a full year to get ready. Now, I say that's bunkum. Personally, you know, I think I think professional athletes have to realise there are, you know, sensational trimmings in the job they do. But to have those trimmings, there are sacrifices. And if that disruption to lifestyle, if you are going to be a player who changes clubs, that you've got that um, upheaval of family. Well, that is actually part and parcel of the job. I don't think we have to change conditions everywhere to suit that, because I think we're I think we're a bit of a laughing stock that we have so many players signing for other clubs. I mean, Brisbane will play their first game this weekend. They will cheer on two of their stars who have this week announced they've signed with the Dolphins uh, for next year. I mean, I don't think that's healthy. And author Hamish Carton shared the special link between Ange Postacoglu and Celtic. So what's his place in the town? Um, He told a story that I think he said he, he once mentioned that he didn't mind a tipple of whiskey and there are just crates of whiskey that get delivered. There's more than he could ever drink in a lifetime from here. What What's his... Um, and it sounds like there's a level of love for the coach right now. Yeah, I mean, the issue with Glasgow is you're, you're never going to be popular with everyone, but but certainly Celtic fans, he's, he's absolutely loved. Um, I dare say he does have a lot of spare alcohol in his, his house <laughs> wherever he stays um, from, from certain people, probably from the league sponsors as well, because he always wins the uh, manager of the, the month award, which is sponsored by a, a kind of alcohol company here. So um, yeah, lots of that. And and I think I think he, he's quoted as saying he, he likes to live as normal a life as possible. He, just because he's a manager of, of a, a high profile club like Celtic doesn't mean that he, he shouldn't do the things that other people do. So you quite often see Ange, you know, or, photos online of people meeting up with Ange and everything I've heard, you know, from, from people who have met him out and about is that he's he's just a, a great guy and exactly how he comes across. Um he, he he spends time with people. Um, you know, I've I've seen him leaving 
uh, Celtic Park in his car after some games, waiting at the junction for five, ten minutes just to sign autographs yep. for people with his window down. And stuff like that is is just so noticeable and, and goes down so well with fans. And that's just a snapshot. The full programme and all interviews are available through the Waitley podcast. Subscribe at sen.com.au.